Hello and happy Wednesday, my beautiful, loving, kind friends. Welcome in and welcome back to Through My Divine Eye. I am your host and I am so blessed and honored and grateful and so happy to be here sharing our space for yet another beautiful week of blessings, of lessons, of questions, of a lot of wandering. Okay, it's been a very interesting week. It's been a beautiful week nonetheless, but it has been very interesting. So please grab your water, your te, your cafecito, your kombucha, your Celsius, your electrolyte, whatever you're watering your roots with today. Get comfortable, bring your love, bring your light, and get ready to share these blessings with us. Come as you are with whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with. Let's take a moment to remember that all of the things that we go through in this human experience are temporary. So, We have to enjoy all of the beautiful temporary moments that we have and we have to learn and embrace all of the not so good beautiful moments that come into our life. Everything is meant to bless us in some way, even if it's a blessing in disguise. So please give yourself more grace and allow yourself to not feel overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Don't feel overwhelmed by the changes. Don't feel overwhelmed by what's going on and what you have going on and what's going on around you. Just take a moment to slow down, breathe, be grateful, ground yourself, stay present, and remember that it's all temporary. We get to enjoy this life and we get to really embrace it and welcome everything in gracefully as we're meant to. We're not meant to be overwhelmed by the things that are going on. We're not meant to feel just bad and down and depressed by everything that causes some kind of movement in our life okay whether it's moving us to like make sure that we move forward or that we're moving away from a certain situation or it's moving us gracefully into a different part of our path whatever way your life is moving you right now just embrace it embrace it and remember that God always 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 has your best interest in mind. So go where you are called to go. Go where God is wanting to guide you. Go where you feel like you're truly meant to thrive. And stay away from the spaces that make you feel small and unwelcomed and unloved or unlovable. Just give yourself more room to explore and to welcome in all of the beauty that this world has for you. Thank you again for joining us in our space. I love you so much. And before we get started, I want to remind you that you matter and that you are loved and that you are beautiful inside and out. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, you have the opportunity to change who you are. If you are not in love with yourself right now, if you're not growing in love with yourself every day, then you have the opportunity to be different. We are different people every day single day every single day should you have the ability to be someone different every single day because you are not meant to stay the same we're not meant to stay in stagnant spaces we're not meant to continue being the same negative toxic way that we always have been you have the ability to be better to feel better about yourself to love yourself more to truly grow in love with yourself and with life and with everything in your life every single day. So remember that it doesn't matter what you've done, who you've been, what you've gone through. 
you have the ability to be renewed, to restore your faith, to restore that promise that God has for you, that you are covered in God's grace, that you have the ability to do whatever your heart desires, as long as it is not hurting yourself or anyone around you, as long as you're not harming yourself or others, you can do as you please in this life. So learn to enjoy it, learn to embrace it, learn to just fall in love with life, grow in love with life, okay? I said a long time ago that I'm not looking to fall in love with anything or anyone or anything because when you fall, then you got to get back up and then there's things and you be tripping and things, you know, so we're growing in love. <laughs> we're growing, just growing in love every single day with life, with ourselves, with those around us. We are creating a more beautiful reality by changing our mind. We are changing the way that we think so that we can change the way that we look at life and at ourselves and at those around us. You have the power to be someone new every single day. Be better than you were the day before. And don't worry about who you'll be in the future. Worry about, don't worry, I'm using the wrong word, don't worry about anything. But don't focus too much on who you're going to be in the future. Embrace all that you are right now. Check in to see what blessings you've prayed for that you already have in this present moment while you're sitting there stressing about the future, thinking that you're not going to get to where you want to go, yet you got to where you wanted to go in the past. That's where you are right now. But because you're so focused on the future, you can't recognize that you already made it to where your past self wanted to be. And if you didn't make it and you haven't made it yet to where your past self wanted to be, there's still time. There is still time. So give yourself more grace and more patience and more love as you are growing and going through all of these transformational stages in your life. I love you. You are important. You matter. Your feelings matter. Your opinions matter. How you feel matters. You are a beautiful person. You are a beautiful soul. You have a beautiful soul. You are full of light. You are the brightest star in the sky. You are the sun. You are the moon. You are all of the beautiful things. So please don't ever, ever, ever forget that. And we love you. We're proud of you. We're rooting for you. We're wishing protection over your life. Thank you again, again, and again for joining us in our space. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you taking the time to do this for yourself, to set aside these couple of hours for yourself and to listen and welcome the, welcome in these blessings that we share in our space. We gather here on Wednesdays to share my perspectives and my life stories and the lessons that I've learned along the way so that we can inspire you to love life more and love yourself more and to grow and to change and to rewrite your story. We are here to facilitate your human experience in some way, shape, or form. So may you be able to welcome in these blessings with love and with grace. I love you. We'll be getting into our mindfulness minute soon. I, I again want to remind us to just come as we are, okay? Just truly come as we are. I was not going to show up today in our space. And I know I said this for last week's episode too. It's been a couple interesting it's been an interesting couple of weeks, so I just keep feeling like maybe I shouldn't show up, but then I continue to be reminded that it's important for me to show up in my space and our space, and it's important for me to show up for myself 
And every time that I feel like I shouldn't share our space and I end up sharing our space. And when I listen back, I always end up being grateful that I did show up. So we're having another one of those weeks and we are just showing up as we are. It's been a very interesting week and there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life, a lot of changes, a lot of renewal, a lot of a lot of things just changing up in my life right now and I was feeling lost but found at the same time and I was just kind of confused and I didn't know if I was going to show up in this space today and earlier in the week during the weekend I was talking to a loved one and she was just asking me you know like what was going on with me and like how I've been and stuff and I was just telling her that I didn't know like I was dealt a new hand and I wasn't sure how to play it and I just didn't know like I just and she's like well what do you want to do like with this you know like what do you want to do with with it and I was like I don't know like I I don't know like there's so many different ways that I can go about it but I don't know what to do and that's just, that's unlike me to to just be like I don't know like I don't know what's going on right now I like I legit just don't know and she was just like well okay and I was like yeah I don't know and I just I was feeling very lost but given my experience during the weekend at the youth conference that we had I was like found but I was also like I was on this path and it felt like the right path and then very abruptly God grabbed me and was like boom you're on this path now and so here we are <laughs> so we're coming as we are and I'm really grateful, really excited to be able to share the blessings. I'm really excited for me personally to go back after this episode is done and I'll be listening to it tomorrow and I'll be in that listener space like you are right now, taking in all of these blessings. And again, like always, this is never a scripted space. This is a divinely guided space. So I'm excited to see where these blessings are taking us and where God is going to be guiding me because... <laughs> I truly have been praying for a lot more guidance and a lot more clarity. And as I had mentioned in, I believe, last week's episode, I was having a conversation with God and I was just really asking them to renew my life and asking them to renew my mind. And I was asking Jesus to make me as forgiving as he is and as compassionate as he is and as for you just the biggest thing was just as forgiving as he is because I'm tired of hanging on to the things that people have done to me. I don't want to continue harboring that that painful emotion from the things that I have gone through. So I've just been asking God and Jesus to really show me how to be as forgiving as they are. And boy, let me tell you, God did not come to play with me when I asked to be renewed, okay? God did not come to play at all. So I'm excited to be sharing the blessings. I'm excited to be sharing the lessons that came to me this week. Today we'll be talking about tests and testimonies and possibly some mental health and the feeling of being lost and found simultaneously. And we'll be talking about church and other things and identity as we talked about in last week's episode Last week's episode was about our identity being cosmic and it really blows my mind the way God works because <laughs> this weekend I was a part of this youth conference that the church that I attend to, my friend's church, they collaborated with other local churches to put together this beautiful youth conference and it was 
literally life-changing and I it's just been amazing but it's also been kind of confusing to be honest and I have a lot of things to figure out but I also know that God is figuring things out for me so there's just a lot of I'm being truly asked to surrender my full trust and it's been interesting it's been very interesting and I I'm not too sure where this new path is taking me, to be completely honest, but I am very grateful and I'm extremely excited to see because I know that I've been asking God to show me how blessed I can be and how beautiful life can get, and that's exactly what they're going to show me, and I can't wait to see it all unfold, and even though I am feeling a little, I have a little more clarity now than I did at the beginning of the week, but I'm still very much in that kind of lost and found feeling. So I'm just feeling really blessed. I am really, really, really feeling blessed and extremely grateful for every single thing in my life. So with all that being shared, let's go ahead and get into our mindfulness minute. If you are new to the podcast, we take our mindfulness minute to be able to take a minute, at least a minute. You can pause the episode if you'd like to take longer than a minute or rewind it if you'd like to take longer than a minute. But we take a mindfulness minute to help us reset our energy so we can truly welcome in these blessings with love, with loving, open hearts, minds, souls, all the things, just keeping our minds receptive to all of the blessings that we are sharing today. And we take an inhale of love, we hold it in, let it soak in within us, let it fill our bodies, and then we exhale all of the energy that doesn't belong to us, all the things that are taking up too much space, all the things that do not serve us, all the feelings and emotions and thoughts that are not ours, and all that is just within us taking up precious space within our vessels. So again, excuse me, we'll be taking a minute of breathing, just inhaling all the love, all the peace, holding it in, soaking it in, filling us up, and then we are exhaling all that is no longer serving us. Thank you for breathing with us. Thank you for being with us. I am grateful for you. I am, again, so proud of you for living your everyday life. Every day is a new day, okay? And every day presents new blessings, new lessons, new teachings, new everything. So, If you made it through yesterday and you're here today, I am proud of you. And if you made it through yesterday, whatever you, whether you were having a great day or not so great day, you made it through. And God gave you a new opportunity to look at life differently today. So may you remember that if you made it through yesterday, you'll make it through today. If you made it through that bad thing you were going through last month, you'll make it through whatever bad thing you're going through today, right now in this moment. It's all temporary. It's not meant to attach itself to us and to just break us down, break us down, break us down, break us down. It only breaks us down if we allow it to. We have to be grounded and firmly in our faith, standing firmly in our faith, knowing that God is in control of all the things. We can only control whether we are frustrated by the situation or whether we are grateful and learning from the situation. So whatever you are going through, Please remember, it is temporary. You will make it through. And I am so proud of you for continuing to push forward and show up for you. I love you. Let's get into our mindfulness minute. Again, one mindful minute of setting the intention to cleanse your vessel so that you can welcome in the blessings and the teachings and 
whatever love and light we are sharing in the space. Thank you for being open to receiving. Thank you for being grateful. Thank you for being loving. And thank you for being kind. Let's start our mindful breathing now. We're taking one last breath. Thank you again for breathing with me. Thank you for being with me. May you feel lighter. Shake off that last little, last little nudge of energy that doesn't belong to you so you can fully welcome in all that is meant to reach you, all that is being sent out with love. And with pure intention, may I reach your heart with love, with peace. If you choose to stay stuck and to stay down, when God is throwing you ropes, ladders, ships, boats, planes to get up again, but you're just sitting there like, oh no, I'll just stay down here. I'm going to have to go back down again. So what's the point of being up on the top if I'm going to have to go back down again? Don't be the person that looks at those mountains and thinks, well, I'm at the top, but I'm going to have to go back down again. So what's the point of going back up? I might as well just take this high while I'm up here at the top now and then just stay in the low when I get back down there because there's going to be another low. So why would I even try to climb the mountain? Don't be a person that thinks like that because you're only hurting yourself when you're thinking like that, beloved. You're only robbing yourself of your own joy when you're thinking like that. Be the person that sees these mountains and is at the top and they see the downfalls, but they're like, hey, we're about to overcome every single downfall and we're going to make it to the top of every mountain that comes our way because we can. Because God gives us strength and we can do all things. Okay, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And if I ask God for strength to get over this little hurdle, God is going to give me that and more. God is going to give me that and a few other resources to make it to the top. So I'm going to embrace the top while I'm here. I'm going to learn from whatever goes on in that bottom. And I'm going to make it to the top again. Because I can. So I will. We only hurt ourselves when we stay stuck in negativity because we're not hurting the people around us we might emotion i mean may you not be hurting the people around you okay please don't be hurting the people around you but also understand that if you're hurting yourself 
and your loved ones see you continuously hurting yourself, yeah, it is going to hurt them. And there might come a point where they're hurting them, you're hurting them so much by continuously hurting yourself that they're going to have to make the decision for themselves to step away from you because you're so negative. You're just so pessimistic. You bring all the energy around you down. So people might have to step away from you for a bit until you learn to believe in yourself again. Because obviously, all the love that they were pouring into you wasn't making a difference. Because you continue to sit there feeling like you're not enough. When they're constantly telling you you're more than enough, you're great, you're capable, you're powerful, you're all these things. But because you yourself are not in a place to believe that yourself, you're definitely not going to believe it when other people tell you. And if you're really, really, really stuck in negativity, you're going to take all the love that people tell you and that the people pour into you and all the things that people tell you and all the things that people try to affirm over you, you're going to get defensive. You're going to get defensive when they start to pour love into you. And you're going to be like, what, you don't think I, you don't think boo-boo and you don't think boo-boo? Well, fine, then you don't need to be in my life, whatever. You're just trying to make me feel bad, whatever. No, friend, you're making yourself feel bad. You are making yourself feel bad. So may you at least find the accountability to be like, oh, you know what? I wasn't a place I wasn't in a place to receive what you were sharing with me. I apologize for being so negative. I'm working on it. But actually work on it. Don't just say, "Oh, I'm working on it." And then you're right back to your BS. Cuz if you are constantly hurting yourself and you're not willing to change, the people who love you are going to be affected by that, whether you think so or not. So may you have it in your heart to really welcome in the beauty that you are and truly ask yourself what it is that you want out of this life, how you want to be in this life, how you want to be perceived in this life. When I was going through my transition of going from being super pessimistic to wanting to be nice, I really had to sit down and ask myself what kind of person I wanted to be. Did I want to be someone that everyone's afraid of? Did I want to be someone who brought, like, did I want to continue not showing up in certain spaces because I didn't want to bring my negativity into those spaces and affect my loved ones. But I really want to continue to hold myself back from being all that I can be just because I'm stuck in this negativity. And I came to the conclusion that no, I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't. I didn't want to be that person anymore. So I started changing things up. I started being nicer. I started like trying to smile more even though my face probably still looks scary I started trying to be nicer I started trying to talk to strangers I started you know like just being kinder to myself so that I can learn how to be kinder to those around me and as I started making that transition there was people in my life that were like why are you being nice all of a sudden why are you so calm all of a sudden oh I was waiting for you to fight that person because they said whatever and all I did was keep my peace 
and de-escalate the situation. But because people were so used to me escalating things and people were so used to me always being on 10, always being on defense, always being on guard, when I put my guard down and started loving myself and started learning how to love those around me and started accepting the love that was coming to me, people started looking at me like I was weird because I didn't want to be who I was before. And people were so stuck on the idea of who I once was that seeing me be new was like a foreign language to them. And they were like, what are you doing? They talked to me like I was doing something wrong for trying to be a better fucking person. And again, those people are no longer in my life because they benefited off of me being negative. They benefited more off of my lack of boundaries and my lack of self-love. So when I started putting down boundaries and said, no, I can't do that. I can't be there for you. I can't do that for you. I can't do that for you. I can't be that for you. They were like, what? What do you mean? Like what do you mean? And I'm like, no, sorry, that doesn't really align with who I am anymore. So I can't do that for you. They got upset. They're like, oh, well, then you were never really my friend. Then you were never really my partner. Then you never blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm sorry you feel that way. But that's, <laughs> that's what it is. That is what it is. People literally started looking at me like I was crazy. But I had to have a clear vision of who I really wanted to become and not let that exter excuse me, <clears throat> that external negativity come in. I had to be the guard at my own door, being like, No, you're not welcoming me as I am. You're not welcoming me as I as who I'm trying to be now, then you cannot come into my home. You cannot be in my life. Our energies can no longer interact. I had to have the clear vision within myself. I had to learn to know myself. I had to learn how to be grounded in my truth. Because I didn't want to be who I, want, who I once was. And I'm so... That's like the... That's probably the best choice I've ever made in my life wanting to be a better person wanting to be someone who people can trust who people can go to who people can confide in who people can see as a safe space because I am a safe space I do not exist to be a threat to anybody nor do I wish to be a threat to anybody I used to walk around this world literally ready to fight I used to walk around like, who wants a, who has a problem? Like, anybody want a problem? I was always ready for something to go down. I was always waiting for the shoe to drop. I was always waiting for the next bad thing or the next person to try to get in my face. I was always walking around life just wondering who was going to come at me. Always trying to be different. I was in my, like, deepest masculine energy, literally just like, who wants problems? Because I can solve them. And I didn't want to be that person anymore. I wanted to learn how to be softer. I wanted to learn how to be more loving. I wanted to learn how to be kinder, more gentle. I just wanted to live a nice life where people weren't afraid to talk to me. 
And I wanted that so badly that it became my reality. I shifted who I was. Because God gave me the strength to. There was, I easily could have let those people that were like, why are you being nice all of a sudden? I could have let them be like, you know what? Actually, you're right. I'm going to just stick to who I was. You want to (laughs) fight? Like, I could have stuck to that. But I didn't want that anymore. My vessel, my heart didn't want that anymore. I had hardened my heart so much that I couldn't even let my own family in. I showed no emotion towards my mom. I showed no emotion towards my friends. I showed no, I completely disconnected myself from my family. Completely. I didn't, I didn't know how to show up for myself or for others. I was angry. I used to hit things a lot. I used to channel my energy in very negative, toxic ways. But I've learned how to express myself in more healthy, productive ways. It is possible to make the changes, friends. It might be hard. It might take a lot of discipline. It might take a lot of, you might go back into that old space for a second, but you have to be willing to go back to who you truly want to be. Even when temptation calls you into that old space or into that old version of you, you have to Even if you slip up and you go back for a second, you have to be willing to make it back out. If you fall and you stumble and you trip, you have to be willing to get back up. And if you fall nine times, know that you're getting up ten. And even if you only get up once, know that you'll get up again. But you have to really want it. You have to really know yourself. You have to really know what you want out of this life and what you want out of yourself. You have to be in control of your vision. And as you as as you ask for what you want and as you as you ask for how you want your life to change and what you want to make different, you're going to provoke God to make those changes within you. If you're consistent with it, you're like, God, I want this. God, I want this. God, I really want this. God, can we really make this happen? God, can we make this happen? God, hello. I Like, show me how to make this happen. You're going to provoke God to be like, okay, let's do it. Like, I see your heart. I see see your your fire lit within you. I see it. Let's keep that flame going. And God's going to continue to equip you with every single thing that you need. Every single thing. And as I was asking, as I've been asking God to renew me and as, you know, things have been shaken up and things like, it's been really wild. (laughs) It's been really wild. And it's only been like since this weekend. Okay. So it hasn't even been a full week (laughs) since these things have like gone on, but they're going to continue going on. Like I have to really embrace myself for these changes because they're coming and they're coming because I asked for them. So it's going to be beautiful. As I was at the youth conference, so so much happened, my friends. So much happened. It was crazy. Like, ooh, the way God moves. The way and the, the youth conference was titled This is a move. 
and let me tell you, was there a freaking move? It was wild. Like, super wild. God works in beautiful, mysterious ways, truly. I, as I had mentioned, we had the guest speaker. We had a couple of guest speakers, but Gabe was someone who flew out, you know, from Texas to show up for us and to share his love with us and his testimony and his presence and time. He's just, he's such a beautiful person. Like, he's just so himself and it's so inspiring. I just, I, I just, it's a beautiful friendship and I love it. I love him. I pray for him. I just, he's amazing. And I'm wishing the greatest things for him and his family and asking God that he protects them wherever he goes because he travels all around the world. He travels all around the world and he took his time to come into our little valley this weekend to make a move. And it was beautiful. And as he was sharing, you know, his life, he was, he was sharing this, his, his, the, the title of his message he shared was born on accident, living on purpose or something of that sort. He was, he was born to a teenage mom, you know, and, and he grew up without his father. And obviously, you know, growing up without a father, really, it, it does have an impact on us, whether we want to admit it or not, it absolutely has an impact on us. And so he was just talking about, you know, how he was born on accident, but he's living with purpose. And God uses him in beautiful ways. And if like he he talks to so many people all around the world and just by knowing how much he touched my heart and how much like how felt I like I felt how seen I felt by him and by his testimony and by him just sharing what he had to share I can only imagine the movement the move that he like the the things that he shakes up all around the world like I the way that he touched me was just beautiful like the way that his word touched me was just literally life-changing so like I can only imagine how much impact he has on all the kids and all the people that he talks to all around the world I'm so grateful for him so grateful for his time and the the crazy craziest thing was that as I as we were listening to him and you know we had gotten into group prayer and we were called to, you know, for whoever was comfortable enough or whoever wanted to come to, up to the altar. And, you know, like we were outdoors. So we were just coming up to the stage. And, you know, I I had beautiful, beautiful people pray over me. Pastors that like I literally have never met before. Pastors that knew nothing about me. And they were all God sent. They all spoke over my life that they had known me my entire life. And I knew that was God. Like, it was all God. And as I had shared in one of the previous episodes when I was at church and I had these other pastors who I had never known or never met pray over my life, and they were talking to me about how I tried to take my life, but God literally stopped me. Like, God stopped every attempt that I had made. God stopped every single attempt that I had ever made to take my life because God has a purpose for me. And like, you know, this is this is God speaking through this vessel. And they were telling me that I was meant to bring the people back to God and that God has a 
greater vision for my life so that me trying to take my life was never going to work because God has a purpose for me. And that was a couple weeks ago. Okay. That was a couple of weeks ago. And so this weekend, after Gabe finished sharing his message that again, really, really spoke to me, I had another, um, a couple, another pastor, another set of couple, what, another set of pastors <laughs> come pray over my life. And the way God speaks through these people is really like, I, I give God all the glory. I have to give God all the glory because the way that God shows up in my life is just indescribable. Like I, the feeling is just so overwhelmingly beautiful that there's just not enough human words for me to express my gratitude but like I, I can only express my gratitude through changed actions like that's that's the only way that I move for God now I have to move through changed actions because saying that I'm grateful isn't enough to really show how grateful I am for all of the changes and all of the wisdom and all of the life and light that is coming to me <clears throat> um Before we get into the rest of this, because it uh, it's it gets a little heavy, <laughs> let's take a minute to water our roots. I'm drinking good old agua today, so it's just charged with love, okay? Charged with energy, charged with spirit, charged with God's grace. I just think before this water, let's take a minute to water our roots. As I was listening to Gabe, you know, talk about how he grew up without his father and how he, you know, just always felt abandoned and how he had felt like, you know, if if his own father didn't want him, like who else was going to want him? And it led him to not wanting him to just not want himself and to just not do so, you know, not make the best choices for his life. And obviously he's turned it all around and he's made the best of it now, but you know, there was feeling, there was times in his life where he felt like he just wasn't enough. And if you have listened to any of my father wound episodes or any of the, the father related episodes, you know, that I also grew up without my father. And I met my, I met him when he was like, or when I was about to turn 18 and then he was in my life for a couple of months and he didn't like the way I lived my life. So he disappeared and he distanced himself again. And it all like it made me feel again like I had already gone 18 years without him, you know, and I had literally told him that I didn't need him because I had already gone 18 years without him was a whole lifetime. And, you know, like he didn't like the way that I lived. He didn't like the way that I looked. So he just decided to li still not be my father, to still not show up. And so I grew up with that feeling of if my dad, if my own father didn't want me, if my own father could look me in the eye and hold me as a baby and then still walk out of my life, then everybody's just going to be able to walk out of my life. And then when he was in my life for a couple of months and then, con and then again left and it was an inconsistent couple of months. Okay. It wasn't even a consistent couple of months. It was a very inconsistent couple of months that he was in my life and then he lived, he dipped again. And so again, I fell back into that heavy feeling of not being good enough of not like I wasn't even good enough for my own father my own father not not only did he hold me the day that I was born 
and then left the next day and I never saw him again, but he came into my life for a couple of months and then still felt like I wasn't good enough for him and left me again. So I did feel for a long time like I wasn't good enough. And it led me to make very questionable choices for myself. And so obviously, as I was listening to Gabe talk about this, I was definitely relating. And I had stepped up, you know, like they they asked us to step up and I didn't even step all the way to the front. Like I, I stepped away from where I was standing and where I was sitting, but I wasn't fully up in the front. I was just standing closer to, you know, the altar. And so I'm standing there and I'm praying for myself, you know, and, and I, when I am asking for protection and for anything that I'm talking to God about, it's never, ever only for me. It's always for my loved ones, for my friends, for the world, okay? I have a lot, I pour a lot of intention into the world because the world really needs a lot of love. And so when I'm up there or when I'm praying or when I'm at home or when I'm talking to God, it, like I, I'm i someone who drives around and asks for protection of the people around me, whether they be walking in a, on a plane, on a bike, on a scooter, on a motorcycle, at home, at work, wherever they are, like I'm constantly always in in keeping those around me in mind, keeping those of the world in mind. And so I'm up there and I'm asking for God to, you know, cover my friends with grace, to cover my friends with protection. And I have, I have my little, you know, list of things that I repeat with God for the people who I, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, God knows. (laughs) Okay. God knows. But I, I was up there and I'm praying, you know, for, God again to just renew me and for me to be able to show up in the world with more love and for the people around me to just feel more love and for people around me to remember who they are and I'm praying for all these beautiful things and then I feel someone step in front of me and they just start praying over me and I don't know if you have ever experienced someone praying over you but that feeling that you like, it's like God's hand literally just on your shoulder, on your head, on your heart, just covering you with their grace. And it's an overwhelming feeling that you probably can't help but cry because it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's just beautiful. And so he's standing in front of me and he's praying over me. And, and again, this is a pastor that I have never met in my life. Like, it was my first time seeing them. And he started praying over me and he started talking about how, how I was good enough and how any thought of suicide was removed from me, any thought of not being enough or not being lovable or not being whatever enough or like he just, he was just, God was talking, okay? God was speaking loudly and he was just declaring every chain broken every thought removed any negative thought removed any he was just speaking life over me and and then he asked me if I had a father in my life and or if I grew up with a father in my life and I said no and he asked me if like my father was ever present and I said no and then but I remembered, like, I, I had said no and yes, because I wasn't sure if he was asking me about, like, a physical father or if he was asking me about God, my father, because I had had a, someone pray, like, years, 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 years ago at a woman's service. I had one of our old youth pastors 
pray over me and she just started speaking life into me and telling me that if I felt like I had you know grown up without a father God wanted to remind me that he's always been my father and that he's always been there and like she just started speaking life over me so when he asked me this time if I had a father I had said no and then he's like no and I was like well yes because I was thinking of God my father but then he was like but did you have a present father in your life and I said no and then he said that he just wanted to remind me that I was enough and that you know, any attempt to take my life wasn't going to work because there's a plan for me and because God has a plan for me and that, you know, I'm destined for more things and I'm just destined for greatness and that I'm being delivered because I am going to be a deliverer. And he was just literally speaking life over me. And then he asked me if he could hug me. And I was like, yeah, like, and like it was crazy because I was feeling like I want to hug this man like I like he's speaking so much life over me I just want to hug him and then he asked me if he could hug me and I was like wow (laughs) thank you God (laughs) but like you know I hugged him and I was crying I was like having a full breakdown and I was crying and I was crying and then he asked me how serious I was about accepting Jesus as my savior and I said that I was very serious. Like, I, I want to make a difference in my life. I want, I've been asking God to renew me, you know, so I'm, I'm serious about my commitment. And he was like, okay, well, God is asking me to, God is telling me to, to tell you something, to do something. So I need you to do it. Okay. And I was like, mm, okay. And then he said, God is asking me to tell you to take off all these crystals and all these, all these necklaces. And I was like, what? And like, for a second, I was hesitant, but I was like, okay, I I know that I wear these things for my protection. I also know that I don't need these things to be protected because as, may I quickly remind you, that any crystal, any evil eye, any amulet, any talisman, anything that we hold as a protection or anything that we believe in to be protection is simply a reminder right? What gives those things power is the power that we pour into them, the belief that we pour into them. So when he asked me to remove them for a second, I was like, what? No, like I made these things. I don't want to take them off, you know? But then I was like, no, okay, God speaks. I listen. So I started taking them off. And there was two that I like, I couldn't take off. Like the little class just wasn't cooperating. So I literally just ripped them off. And I threw them on the grass. And then he said, okay. now." T- and as soon, as soon as I took my big necklace off, I heard God's voice say, I protect you now. Like, clear as day. Like, I took it off. And as soon as it was, like, halfway off, God said, I protect you now. And then the pastor asked me to take off all my rings. And so I took my rings off. I threw them on the grass. And he was talking about how all these things, you know, like they bring the voice of the enemy and they bring, you know, all these energies around me and they just, they cloud my judgment and all these things. And I was like, okay, I was like still kind of like in doubt because I was like, well, yeah, but only if I give them the energy, like I am very aware, very aware that every crystal, everything, every evil eye has its own energy. It's got its energy of its own. And 
but because I am in awareness of that, I am always very mindful of the energy that I interact with. I'm not out here summoning demons and shit, you know, like I'm very, I'm mindful of the things that I do. And so I was like, okay, but again, God speaks, I listen. So I took them off and he's talking to me and he's, you know, telling me again, like God has a plan for me. God has a greater vision for me. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about the past. I don't have to worry about who hurt me. I don't have to worry about anyone betraying me because God is going to send me the army that I need and God is going to send me everything that I need and just speaking life over me. And then he hugged me again and that, you know, like we like, finished in prayer and his wife was also like I had like three four people praying over me while he was talking to me and you know like there was just a lot of love in life literally being poured into me and I was like okay and then he before we finished after like we kind of like slowed down and stuff he looked at me and he said God is asking me to tell you to do yourself another favor And I was like, okay. And he's like, you don't have to do it right now if you don't want to. But when you get home, you need to take off all those piercings. Because they are a rebellion. They, you don't need them. And I was like, in my head, I was like, my piercings? In my head, I was like, dog, I did these piercings myself. Like, everything except for my septum, I did myself. And I had both of my nostrils pierced. I have my medusa pierced. And I had my septum pierced. And the nostrils and the medusa I did myself all of the ear all of the holes I have on my ears I have six on each ear and I did those myself except for my like my natural lobe like I got those when I was younger but the other five on each ear I did myself and so I was like what like my piercings and like he wasn't talking about my earrings he was talking about specifically the piercings on my face and I was like uh okay you know like sure I'll I'll do that and then we've finished you know like we wrap things up and then he told me he's like you know what when I when I was hugging you it felt like you were my daughter and he's like and I don't I don't have any daughters I only have boys but when I was hugging you it felt like you were literally my daughter and we and again like I just I hugged him again because I'm like I really needed that hug like I really needed you know all this like thank you and you know I thank them and whatnot and then right after that as soon as they walked away from me Gabe walked towards me and you know he called me by my name and he's like hey you know like and he he obviously like he saw them praying over me and stuff so he came over he hugged me and then he told me that he felt like he came all the way from Texas just to talk to me like he came he flew all the way from Texas just for me to hear his message like it it was like he he felt it within him that he came here specifically to talk to me and when he said that it blew my mind because as I was listening to him talk as I was listening to him share his testimony I was literally thinking wow like I feel like this man came here to talk to me because somewhere like in the middle of his like lesson his preaching or whatever you want to call it in the middle of him talking he said and I don't know who, you know, who needs to hear this or who, who I'm here to talk to, but, you know, whoop-de-woo, and he just kept on going. And I was literally sitting there thinking, like, wow, it feels like this man literally came all the way out here just to talk to me. Because his message had spoke to me in such a deep level that I was like, wow, God, thank you for aligning this, like, beautifully. You know, like, thank you for this divine timing. And 
So when he came up to me and literally told me that it felt like he came all the way from Texas just to reach me, I I was like, you have no idea, like, <laughs> you have no idea. Like, I literally felt the same. So thank you for being here. And so, you know, we hugged and he, like, went to go talk to the people and stuff. And so I, I went into the bathroom and, you know, it's like my makeup was a mess. So I was fixing my face and I looked at my piercings and I was like, okay, you want me to take these piercings off? I'll take the piercings off. And so I took the piercings off and then I looked at my face and like, I, I only take my piercings off like maybe once every six months to remind myself of what I look like without them. Because I know I'm beautiful without them. I definitely don't need them. But it's just like, it's more fun, you know? But I also recognized, because I was thinking of the fact that he said that they were, you know, rebellious. I was thinking of the fact that I used to also have my tongue pierced. And I took that piercing out a couple, maybe like a year ago, maybe two years ago. I took that piercing out because I felt like it was literally creating a throat chakra blockage. And I wasn't able to speak my truth. I wasn't able to speak my mind. I wasn't able to really speak up like I wanted to. And I thought that was like an interesting little correlation. So I took it off and then I literally felt like I could speak just more freely. And please, please do not overgeneralize what we're talking about right now because I'm not talking about everyone who has piercings, about this being the case for everyone who has piercings. I'm sharing my truth and nothing but my truth. Okay, so please don't overgeneralize my message. Um, but I, as I was thinking, I was, as I was keeping that in mind and I was recognizing that I took that off to remove that blockage, I was looking at my face and I'm like, I wonder what blockages are going to be removed when I remove these piercings. And so I remembered that I, I did all my piercings myself, right? Except for my tongue, my septum, my low, like my natural lobe and my belly button I don't have my belly button pierced I hated that piercing um I don't have that piercing anymore but I had you know my tongue and my septum that I didn't do myself but all the ones that I did do myself I did them myself during times of my life where I was going through something traumatic or something painful or something heavy and I was no longer in a place where I wanted to physically hurt myself so I had to endure pain in some other way and so by me giving myself these piercings, I was feeling like I was proving a point to myself because I'm like, okay, I can endure the pain of this piercing so I can endure the pain of whatever traumatic thing I'm going through. And again, please do not overgeneralize this to everyone who has piercings. Everyone gets piercings for their own personal reasons, but this is my truth. And so I just, I recognized and I remembered that I did indeed give myself these piercings where in the time where I was feeling rebellious I was like you know what I don't want to take this I, I don't want to feel this pain so I'm gonna go through some other painful thing and it's gonna be fine because I can take all that pain so I can take everything that comes my way I can take the pain from everything that comes my way and I was just trying to be this tough person right and so obviously those those piercings you know like they they came at a traumatic point in my life and so when I removed them, I was like, wow, like, 
who are you? Like, I was, I was looking in the mirror at my bare face, and I was like, who are you right now? Like, and not only who are you, but who are you about to become? Because if we are being called <clears throat> to get rid of these things that we created and that we, that we did to ourselves, gave to ourselves while we were in survival mode, but we are recognizing that we are no longer in survival mode, so we don't need to bring this energy with us. Who are you about to become? And I was just looking at myself in the mirror with such fascination. Like, I was just in disbelief. And then I walked out. And as I walked back out, and it, we were in the dark. It was dark at this time already. So as I walked out, I had people coming up to me telling me that I was glowing, telling me that I was beautiful, telling, like, just, you know, like, I was, I just literally had a whole different glow going on. And I walked over to the pastor that prayed for me and he looked at my face and he's like, wow, he's like, awesome. He's like, heck yeah, I love that. And he gave me another hug and I just thanked them for everything. And, you know, like he's, he was telling me that I better keep up with my things because he was going to be checking up on me and he was going to be like, hey, yo, how's my girl? You know, like just keeping up. And he's like, don't give up. Like, don't give up. You are enough. Keep fighting. Keep going. God has a plan for you. And I was like, amen, <laughs> brother. Like, amen. I I see that. I see it. I feel it. I'm welcoming it in with open arms. Like, I am grateful. And he just, you know, like, he the event ended, and we went our separate ways, went out to eat tacos with Gabe, and, like, you know, like, it just, it was a beautiful night. And this was a two-day youth conference. So, it was a Friday evening going into the night and then all of Saturday, like all of Saturday from like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like it was all day. And so I, excuse me, I had, you know, gone home and again, like, excuse me, <sighs> excuse me. And again, like I, I was looking in the mirror and just like I was like what like who are you like what is going on who are you right now like I felt so lost but God had found me so I felt so found like I I didn't know how to feel okay I had so many mixed emotions I was grateful and like grieving my old self at the same time like I just it was a lot of emotion and so next day comes around you know and we're we're there and like I had to leave in the middle, like, during one of the breaks, because it was my nephew's first birthday, my little big boy, um, so I had to leave in between, you know, in between time, but in the morning, you know, we had a couple of other people share the, the message and share, you know, testimonies and things, and then we had another pastor share, you know, his life, and the crazy, okay, the the connection between the cosmic identity and the other episode from last week's episode and this episode, like we talked about our identity being cosmic in last week's episode and the theme of this, of the youth conferences, like one of the themes that a lot of the pastors were talking about was about identity. And I was like, wow, God, <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Like, come on with the blessings. Cause I hear you. And you know, they were talking about, and the pastor that had prayed for me on Friday, the one that told me to take these piercings off, had reminded me, you know, like you, you are not, you are not the things in your, of your past. You are not the trauma. You are not the suicidal thoughts. You are not all, any of that anymore. 
you have a new identity and it's your responsibility to uphold that you know like you you can go back to who you were but you don't want to be that I don't think you want to be that anymore so you have to renew your identity and I was like I hear you loud and clear okay pastor I hear you loud and clear and so the next day we had another beautiful pastor share his word and it was also about identity and you know he had talked about how we just needed to remove you know old parts of ourselves and how we were once this person but we don't have to be that person all the time and we don't have to be the negative things that people have pushed on us and we don't have to be the pe- the thing of the past and we don't have to be all these things that have happened to us and all these you know feelings and all these things we don't have to be that that's not our identity our identity is in Christ like we we find who we are when we find God okay and amen okay we find who we are when we find God and I was listening to him talk and as he was talking there would be times where he would get really close to me and make direct eye contact and talk directly to me and he would make me really nervous every time that he was doing that because I'm like okay stop looking at me because you're going to make other people look at me and I don't want to be seen okay I'm just sitting here trying to take in this love trying to receive this message stop bringing attention to me And so I was getting really nervous. And there was like three or four times where he came up to me and talked to me directly and like was in my face. And I was like, "Uh, okay, stop doing that. And then I like one of the last times that he had came up to me and like talked to me directly. And again, like he was he was in the middle of preaching and then he would come to me and he would be like, you have a purpose. You are here for a reason. You are, you know, whatever you are not going to you like, you know, he was just talking to me directly. And one of the last times that he came to me and talked to me directly, and he, when he walked away, I told God, okay, God, I don't know, like, he's making me nervous, and he keeps trying to talk to me, like, I don't, but, like, I don't want to be seen, but then again, I was like, okay, God, but I have to remember that if you want to use me, and if I'm asking you to use me to make a difference in this world, then I cannot be afraid to be seen. I cannot be afraid to be seen. I, I don't have to worry about what people are thinking or what who's going to look at me weird or who's going to do whatever. If I'm asking you to use me, then God, I cannot be afraid to be seen. And when I said that, the pastor came back to me, bro. The pastor came back to me, kneeled in front of me and started praying over my life. And again, he brought up the suicide thing and he was like, you tried to take your life, but I declare every suicidal thought, every chain of suicide broken within you, you are going to be delivered. You are God's deliverer. So you are going through this deliverance because you have a, because God has a greater plan for you. And I remove any negative thought from within you. And I remove any thought of not being enough because you are enough and you are God's child and you are loved and you are going to make it through everything that you go through and you are going to overcome every obstacle and you are going to make it. And he was just speaking life into me loud and clear kneel down in front of me and everybody else was just looking at me and I like I closed my eyes because I just wanted to receive it I just I was like okay God you're here you're in front of me I hear you I receive it and so I closed my eyes and I put my hands out on top of my knees to just really like get that energy circulating and I closed my eyes and he put his head on my hand 
and again, uh, his hand on my head, and again, I don't know if you've ever had anyone pray for you, but when someone prophesies over you like that, it literally feels like God's hand is touching you, and he just put his hand on my head and started praying over me, and then I just closed my eyes, and like, I apparently, like, I, my friend told me this after, because, like, you know, she, she, like, saw, but apparently, as he was praying over me, every other pastor around, and my friends included, everyone started praying over me, and I didn't know, like, I had my eyes closed when he was talking, so I had, like, 10 or 15 people all speaking life into me at the same time, and it was so beautiful and overwhelming, and he was just talking about how God had a plan for me, and how I was going to get through everything, and how I didn't have to be like, I didn't have to feel like I wasn't enough anymore, and I didn't have to feel like I couldn't amount to things anymore, and I couldn't, I didn't have to feel like I was alone, and I didn't have to feel like I just didn't want to be here, because God kept me alive for a reason, (laughs) and as I share in this space, I promise you this space is one of those reasons, I promise you this space is one of those reasons, and I'm so grateful, (laughs) Like, I'm so grateful. Like, I was, as he was praying over me, like, I was, I was crying. But then he just started speaking so much life into me. And he started just breaking chains within me. And he started untying knots within me. I just started laughing. (laughs) Like, I was just, like, filled with so much joy. Like, I just, I was crying and laughing at the same freaking time. And it was just, like, like, a whole, I was just, I was literally just renewed, and when I had asked God, when I've been asking God through these weeks to renew me, this is not what I had in mind, like, at all, and so, again, like, I'm taking it all, I'm taking it all in, I'm taking it all in with so much love, and they're just all speaking life into me, and when my friend at the end, like, we, you know, I, I was sharing things with her and with my, my friend who's the pastor's wife. I was sharing things with her and, you know, she was telling me, like, all, all these other things. And when she told me that I had everyone praying over me, I, like, I told her that I felt it. Like, it, it felt like God was surrounding me. God had his hand on my head and God was all around me all at the same time. Like, I I felt the love. I felt the life that was being poured into me. I felt the life that was being spoken over me. I felt like the the chains just loosening and breaking and the knots and like I felt it all within me. It was beautiful. And as I was going through this and like, you know, he he finished up and he wrapped up and everyone started clapping because everyone was looking at me. Like literally all eyes were on me. I was like, oh, God, when I told you that I couldn't be afraid to be seen, you really made sure I was seen. (laughs) Like, God doesn't play about me. And so after the event, we had finished up and we had cleaned things up and all that. And my friend's mom, who apparently was the organizer, like, I I didn't know this at the time when she shared this with me. But again, like, at the end of the night when my friend and I were talking, she told and I shared this with her. She told me that her mom was the one that was in charge of putting, it was, like, it came to her mom's heart to organize this event, and to, you know, like, she's, like, okay, well, my daughter has this church, I go to this other church, we know people in churches, so we're going to collaborate with all these people, and, you know, like, it was in her mom's heart to create this event, and I didn't know this when she came to me at the time, but 
at the end of the event, she came to me and she hugged me and she was just, you know, like speaking life over me. And she was saying that she was so grateful that I made it and so grateful that, you know, I was there and that I received it all with love. And then she told me (laughs) that she felt as if this whole event was orchestrated just for me. Like the whole event, the whole weekend was planned out simply so that I can be saved, simply so that I can be changed and that I can be renewed. The whole event. And she, again, like she organized this event. It was in her, God put it in her heart to make this event happen. So to have her like, and again, like this is something that I was already feeling because I had like, there was so many times in the event where literally all attention, all eyes, all of like, all the word was on me. So there was times in this event where I was feeling like, dang, it really feels like this event like is for me. Like God put all this together for me. So when she came up to me and literally told me, it feels like this event was made for you. I just like, I broke down again because I'm like, I feel it. Like (laughs) you have no idea. Like I can't express enough, but I feel it. And then she told me, that any time the voice of the enemy got near me or any time any negativity seeped through the cracks to remember that God orchestrated and put together a whole divine event just for me. God put all of these people, God brought all of these people together from all around the valley and from Texas, like from from all around the world. God put all of this together for me. I had like I I was at a loss for words because I was like I, I feel it, I feel it like I I absolutely feel it. And she just reminded me that God will do anything, anything to save me. God will do anything to remind me that I am loved. God will do anything to remind me that they are there. Because God loves me and God has a plan for me. And as I was, like, thinking back to how all of these pastors had prayed over my suicidal thoughts, I was, like, really meditating on that because I was like, okay, I know I've been suicidal before. I know I've attempted to take my life before. But I haven't felt suicidal in a long time, and I'm grateful and blessed to be able to say that. I haven't felt suicidal in a long time. So I was wondering, like, what were they talking about? Like, were they talking about just in general how I tried to take my life? Or, like, were they feeling like I still was, like, still didn't want to be here? And so I was really sitting down and talking with myself because I'm like, do we? Do we feel like that still? Like, do we really not want to be here? And, like, I know that there's times in my life where I'm, like, where things get a little too heavy and the enemy's like really like nah yeah you don't really want to be here but like I thought I was handling those demons well you know like I thought I was like yo no you can't come up in this home you don't belong here no more you know like I just I really felt like what like I haven't really felt like I thank you for speaking over my life and thank you for breaking those chains but I haven't really felt like that in a long time and the more that I meditated with this I realized that there was a part within, there was something within me, there was an old version of me that was dying to die. Just dying to die. There's an old version of me who no longer wanted to be here. 
Like, they just didn't want to be here anymore. And I had to go within to really look at that version of me and be like, okay, if you don't want to be here, then you can go. Because you're not going to serve me where I'm trying to go. If you don't want to come along, if you don't want to come into this new saved space, if you don't want to come into this light, you don't have to. But I'll be damned if you drag me down with you. And I didn't recognize how badly this part of me was dying to die. And I had to sit there with them and I had to grieve for them, but I had to let them go. I had to let them go. Because feeling like that isn't going to serve me. God is, God literally, like literally, weeks ago, almost like two months ago, like maybe a month ago, but almost two months ago, told me that they stopped the attempts that I tried to take on my life because they have a plan for me. God literally told me, you tried to take your life, but I stopped you from be- from making it happen because I have a plan for you. And dying isn't part of the plan. And the pastor that had prayed over me on Saturday like when he kneeled down in front of me and started like when he first started talking to me one of the first things that he said was you are not going to die young you are going to live a long life and you're going to make a big impact and you're going to make a difference because God has a plan for you and you are not going to die young and I was just like "Ooh, okay (laughs) and if you've listened to all of the episodes, or if you, I don't remember, I don't remember what episode I talked about this on, but if you've listened to the episode where I've spoken about how I, you know, like, I've mentioned in one of the previous episodes that I truly didn't see myself living to be 24. I didn't even see myself living to be 16, let alone even 13, to be honest. So, to have made it this far, like, I I didn't have a whole life planned out for me. I didn't, younger me didn't plan for their future. Because younger me didn't think they were gonna have a future. Younger me didn't want to fucking be here. <laughs> so younger me literally did not plan for anything in the future. So when I, as I grew into my adulthood and into my young adulthood, I'm still having to figure what I, like, I'm still figuring out what I want to do, where I'm going to go, what I'm trying to, like, what I need to do. Because younger me didn't see myself living to be this old. And I'm only 24. So, to ha- like, I've, I've never, when I started to realize that I am going to be alive for a long time, I had to really start taking life more seriously. Because I was just taking life, like, day to day, maybe, like, I remember, excuse me, when I was, like, 19 or 20, my partner had asked me, like, oh, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in ten years? I'm like, alive, hopefully? Like, I don't know. And they were like, what? Why would you say that? And I'm like, well, I'm hoping that I'll still be alive in five years. I'm just being honest, like, you know? And they were like, mm, okay. And, like, I don't remember what happened after that, but I remember very clearly telling them, like, oh, well, hopefully I'm still alive by then. You know? Like, I was being realistic. Like, I didn't know. 
I didn't ha- I didn't plan for my future. I didn't think I was going to have a future. And so when I grew past 22, I was like, oh, we, we're still here. Guess we're going to have to really do something now. And on my 23rd birthday, if you have me on Instagram and you remember what that was like, I got flowers for myself. And I got flowers for each version. Like, I got a flower for every version of myself that didn't want to be here. Because I wanted to celebrate their life. Because it wasn't just about me turning 23. It was about me turning 23 despite what 12-year-old me thought. Despite what 13-year-old me thought. Despite what 16-year-old me, 14-year-old me, 18-year-old me, 20-year-old me. Despite what they thought, I was still here. Despite their attempts, I was still alive. And so, I had gotten flowers for myself. And for every version of them to celebrate their life. And so, to have someone tell me, to have God tell me through someone, that I am not going to die young. That I am going to live a long life. That I am going to make a difference and an impact. So I have to keep going because God has a plan. I can literally do nothing but trust that. Because I wasn't trusting myself back then. I wasn't trusting myself enough to want to live. And so if God is telling me that they kept me alive for a reason. All I can do now is follow wherever God wants me to go. All I can be is obedient now because... There's not enough words that I can tell God that I'm grateful. There's literally not enough words. I can only show my my gratitude through changed behavior. Through renewing my life the way that they want me to. And it's going to be beautiful. (laughs) It's going to be beautiful. Like I see myself living now. I'm no longer just surviving. And that is why that version of me was dying to die, because they were there still hanging on to those survival thoughts. They were like, well, we're going to be here for a little bit of time. We're only going to like, we got to do whatever we got to wow out while we can, because we're not going to be here for long. But that part of me knew that there that wasn't true anymore. So they were just dying to die. They were dying to die. And I have to let them go so I can live to live. So I can look forward to life. And I do. It's going to be beautiful. I don't know what is going to happen. But I know it's going to be beautiful. And I can only hope and pray that the people in my life are going to be there. But if as as my life keeps getting shaken up. If you're not meant to be in my life, God is going to make it clear. And if you are meant to be in my life, God is going to water and strengthen and pour more love into our connection. And I can only hope that I get to bring my people along for this beautiful ride. Because I've always said that I want nothing more for my loved ones than for them to be able to cross over, like, 
over that bridge when they're no longer Earthside. I want them to be able to cross over. I don't want any of my loved ones to become a lost soul. So I, that's why I, I don't expect anything from my friends. I just really pray that they come with their own awareness, their own discernment, their own accountability. Because if you're just living in this life mindlessly, and you're just living worldly, and you're just tearing yourself down every chance that you get, and you're not remembering that you are God's child, and you're not remembering that you're covered in their grace, and you're not remembering that you are loved, and you're not remembering that you are infinite love, and you are not remembering that you are light, when this world ends, you are going to be lost. Because you're lost in this world already. You haven't found yourself. You don't know yourself. So you're going to be lost. And I don't want anyone in the world, let alone my friends or my family, to become lost souls. So if I'm being told that I'm meant to guide the people back to God, and I'm being told that I was kept alive for a reason, and I'm being told that God is going to equip me with the army that I need to overcome, <laughs> I can do nothing but share love. Like, I've been thinking back, because again, I've been asking Jesus to make me as forgiving as he is, to show me how to be as forgiving as he is. And as I've been looking back and reflecting on old situations, when I used to say, oh, I can't believe they did that to me, or I'm never going to talk to them again, now, all I remember, like now, all that's being put in my into my heart and into my mind is, if you ever see them again, just tell them that Jesus loves them. If they ever hurt you again, just tell them that God loves them. If they speak negatively to you, remind them that God loves them. Don't waste your breath trying to go back and forth. Don't waste your energy. Just tell them that Jesus loves them. Just plant that seed. Whether they water it will be on them. But you don't have to hang on to the negativity anymore. All you have to do is tell them that Jesus loves them. And I just <laughs> I feel so much freer, like so much lighter. I like and I don't care who's going to look at me and who's going to be like, why did you take those piercings off? That's that's God opening the door for me to share my testimony. OK, let me tell you why I took these piercings off. <laughs> and I don't care who's going to be like, oh, well, you look better with with them. I don't give a damn. That was me wearing trauma on my face. I'm sorry. <laughs> like. And, like, my septum, maybe I'll keep my septum just because I didn't get that, you know, during, like, a bad time. Like, I got that one with my best friend because we used to, like, bribe each other into getting piercings. That's how I ended up with my freaking belly button pierced. But, like, we would go, you know, like, on our yearly trips and we'd, like, end up getting tattoos or piercings or something. Because that's, that's my soul sister. She's just, we, <laughs> we encourage each other to do wild things. But, you know, like, I don't know. But the other piercings you know, on my face, like, they're gone, and when I took them off, I was looking in the mirror, and I was recognizing how, like, I just, I don't want to look mean anymore, like, I don't want people to be afraid to come talk to me, I want, like, I, I am covered, and I'm literally covered in God's grace, so I have to float around the world, like, I know that, I have to be exuding that kind of love and energy out into the world like I just that, that's my truth I am covered in God's grace I am 
And I don't want to be looking mean and rough and just like I'm operating off this masculine protective energy. I want to be in my soft, feminine, loving, gentle energy. Because I am soft and gentle and loving. I love super hard. I love so hard. Like, I just, I'm a very loving person. And I experience big emotions. So if I love you, I love you a lot. <laughs> I love you the way God loves you, okay? I love you so that, I love you so much I want better for you. I love you so much as in I don't expect you to always be the same. I love you as in I wish nothing but the best for you. I love you as in I wish that you remember your light. I love you as in I want nothing but like all of your dreams to come true. I want all of your goals to be like surpassed. I want everything beautiful for you. I love you so much. I want you to remember that God loves you so much. God loves you. God guides you. God is there for you. God supports you. God is the most present parent you will ever have. God loves you. And I love you too. I love you as an I want you to love yourself. I love you to love. I want you to love yourself so that you can love all the life around you. I love you as an I wish that you would just welcome in this love that surrounds you. I, I when I say I love you, trust that it does not mean nothing. And if you're in my personal life and I tell you I love you, know that I mean it. I love you and as, as an I will always be there for you. I love you as an I'm going to keep it real with you. Because if I love you and I see you messing up, I'm not going to tell you, oh, hey, that's great. You're throwing your life away. I love you enough to tell you, A, straighten up. Like, what are you doing? You're better than this. And you know within that you're better than this. I love you. Let's do better. If I can help you in some way, let me know. If I can't help you, let me pray for you so God can give you the guidance that you need. But I like I love you. That is not something that I say lightly. That is not something that I say meaninglessly. I say it mindfully. I say it with intention. I say it with love. I say it with all of the love that God poured into me, which is infinite. I pour it back into you because no matter how much love I pour into you, I will always have enough love for myself because our love is infinite. And the more love that I pour into you, the more love that you will cultivate within and the more love that you will remember that you are. So therefore, you will also remember that you are infinite love and then you will pour that same love into those around you. And that is what sparks the light within us that allows us to be that one lighter spark that sparks up a million candles. We have the power to light up this entire world. And it starts by loving ourselves. It starts by accepting that we are love. 
by recognizing that God invested love into each and every single one of us. God has a plan for your life. And if you, are, if you were guided into this space today, it was to remind you, beloved, that you are important, that your life matters, that God has a plan for you because God didn't create you by accident. Even if your parents on this physical earth didn't plan to have you when they had you, God created you on purpose. God created you on purpose. It was God's will for you to enter this life and be who you are. And don't sit here and try to be like, oh, well, God made me this negative person. God made me. No, God made you love. The experiences around you that you have held within you have that have distorted your reality of yourself and your perception of your personality is your responsibility because God gave us free will and we can choose to continue living in this earthly life, living the worldly way, looking at things the wrong way, or we can remember that God didn't make us on accident and we can change the way that we think, change the way that we look at ourselves, change the way that we look at life, make that shift and remember who we truly are meant to be. Because you are not depression, you are not anxiety, you are not bad, you are not a mistake, you are not a burden, you are not a problem. You are love, you are protected, you are divinely created, your life is divinely orchestrated, your life is peaceful, your life, your life is blissful. You have the ability to learn. You have the power to create. You have the power to become all that you ever wanted to be. All those past versions of yourself don't need to be who you are today. You don't need to carry those versions of yourself into who you are today. You don't need to carry those old personality traits into who you are today or into who you're trying to be. You can choose what comes along and what doesn't. It's the beautiful thing the beautiful thing of reflection. You can reflect on that situation and be like, hmm, do I want to carry it with me or can we just leave it? Can we grieve it and leave it? You have that ability and responsibility to siphon out what gets to come along and what doesn't. Because remember, as you're carrying all of these bags, God is right there walking with you, asking you if you would like them to take any of those bags and you're going to be like, no, nope, I got it all. I can do it on my own. I don't need you, God. And you're just carrying around all this baggage. And God's like, all right, well, let me know when you are ready to welcome me in so I can relieve you of those heavy burdens that you're carrying. And you can move through this life lighter. But if you want to continue to do it on your own and think that you can handle it all on your own, go ahead, my child. But remember that I'm always here. And God's knocking at your door every now and then like, hey, you need me to carry any of those yet? Are you ready for me to take any of those heavy of that heaviness for you? No, not yet. Okay, I'll be out here. I'll be out here. There was times in my life I've I've always been very in one like with one foot in and one foot out when it comes to God. Because I've seen that they have more for me, but I'm like, yeah, but what about this stuff over here? And this stuff over here is like toxic relationships and bad friendships and like BS. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but what about this stuff? And God's like, okay, go ahead. 
And then I come back up to the door and I put one foot in and God's like, oh my gosh, you're coming, you're coming along, you're ready? And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh wait, I forgot something. And that thing I forgot is like an expired connection that I'm trying to get back to or an old habit that I'm trying to get back into. And God's like, okay, see you soon. And then I go, I go do my thing. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready now. And God's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And then they're like, okay, cool. Let me let me take those bags. Thank you. All right, step in the door. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here are the bags. One foot in. And I'm like, oh, wait. There's one more thing I have to do before. And then I go right back into that old space. And it's like in the last episode where I shared that story that my friend had shared with me about the prostitute in the Bible and how God called this man to go marry this prostitute. And who's like, what? No, I'm not going to do that like, that's a prostitute, like, how am I supposed to make her a wife, and God was like, no, go find her, wife her up, have children with her, live a happy life, and then he went, and he did that, he followed God's will, and then the, like, wife ended up leaving him again to go back to the streets, and then he was like, God, she humiliated me, I don't want her anymore, and God was like, no, that's your wife, you love her, go find her, bring her home, bring her back to you, and live a happy life, and he was like, no, she already humiliated me. She already put our business out there in the world for the whole world to see. That's embarrassing. I don't want to be embarrassed again. She's going to do it again. And God was like, go find her, bring her home and live a happy life. And so he did. He went, he found her, he brought her back home and they lived a happy life. And that is what God does for us every single time we go to him and then we go right back to living how we were, and then we go back to him, and then we go right back to living how we were, God is always going to welcome us back. Regardless of how long it's been, regardless of how what we've done in between time, or what we've, like, what we haven't done in between time, God is always going to welcome us back in, as we are. You may have come to God all nice and in a suit, and, you know, all well-dressed the first time, and then you went back to living your life, and you're coming back with, like, a ripped shorts and a dirty shirt and like one shoe and your hair is a mess and you got dirt all over your face and God's gonna be like welcome back my child with the open arms because God doesn't care how you come God doesn't care who you've been what you've done God just wants you to come as you are God wants you to surrender all of your baggage and give it to them so that they can help you live a better life God is always going to be ready to deliver you into your grace but you have to be the one that's really going to be obedient and disciplined enough to stay true to their path and with all of these changes that I personally have going on I'm literally being called to be to like the whole getting like taking my crystals off and things like that was really hard for me because I'm like, what do you mean I have to take these off? All the necklaces that I have have crystals on them. Like, I don't have any regular jewelry. Like, I, I got to get new jewelry. But, like, I'm like, what do you mean I have to take them off? But I understood that I was carrying those things as reminders of my protection. But as my Instagram bio says, I'm covered in God's grace. So God is literally asking me to practice what I'm preaching and if I know I'm covered in God's grace, then I don't need these extra reminders because nothing is more powerful than God's grace. Nothing is more powerful than God's protection. Nothing is like, 
God, we call God and God, God comes running. We call God and God is ready to go to war behind us. Because God doesn't play about his children, just like any mom wouldn't play about her child. God goes, like, God comes out ready to go to war behind each and every one of us. When we're really ready to be like, hey, God, I, I, I like, I need you. I need guidance. I need clarity. God's going to get up real quick and be like, what do you need? How can I help you? Oh, that's what you need? I got you. Every single time. That is why you should really keep in mind that God is not a freaking hotline. God is ready to go to war for you. So how are you going to check in just when you have a problem? God is ready to go to war for you every time you call on them. So you should go to them every time that you, like, when you feel super grateful and super happy, check in with God. Thank them. And they're going to be like, oh, what do, you, what, what do you need? Oh, you're just being grateful? Oh, you're welcome, my child. Never a problem. Never, never a problem. I do it with pleasure. It's not even you're welcome. Because if you're welcome, it's like, oh, you're welcome to my great. No, <laughs> it's never just, oh, you're welcome. It's with pleasure, my child. It's, I would do anything for you, my child. It's, I will always have your back, my child. That's what it's like with God. So you really should be checking in. You really should be checking up and you really should be going within. To remember who you are. To remember who you want to be. Remember who your inner child wanted to be. Are you making them proud? Or are you still going down the road that they thought you were going to go on that wasn't so good? Because if I would have stuck to what my younger self felt, and if I would have stuck, if I would have stayed in that mindset of, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be alive, I literally would not be where I am right now. Whether it be physically or mentally, I just wouldn't be where I am right now. But I'm living to live now. I am not just surviving to live or living to survive. I'm living to live my life fully. To welcome in every beautiful thing that God has waiting for me because I know it's going to be so beautiful. I know it's going to be so beautiful. God has a difference, like... I was going to start a new business next month and God has a whole different plan for that business now. <laughs> a whole different plan. All glory to God. God has a whole different plan. Everything that I thought I had planned out, God said, we have a better plan. Just trust it. So I'm really being called to practice what I preach. I'm really being called to be as forgiving as I asked to be. I'm really being called to be covered in God's grace and to walk into every space like I know that I'm covered in God's grace. No matter who's going to look at me weird, no matter who's going to talk about me, no matter who's going to send me negativity, Jesus loves you. <laughs> Jesus loves you and God does not play about me. So <laughs> don't, when you're coming to me, make sure it's with good intention. Don't curse yourself because God does not play about me. God does not play about me. So I really have to practice what I preach. 
And if I'm walking around this earth saying that I'm protected and saying that I'm covered in God's love and saying that I'm covered in God's grace, then I have to walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Okay, I really got to walk it like I talk it. I really, really do. And that's where we're at right now. I was feeling lost and found at the same time, and now I'm just like, woo! Blessings are coming, the beautiful things are coming, and I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be beautiful. So beautiful. I'm so excited. So freaking excited. (laughs) And I'm really more excited to see who's coming along with me, because I'm just trying to get my friends closer to God, okay? I'm just trying to speak life into my friends i'm just trying to speak life into those mirrors around me i'm just trying to reflect back this this feeling of bliss that i feel within me i just want to reflect that into the mirrors around me and like i had mentioned i want my friendships in mirrors okay i want them reflecting the same love that i give i want them reflecting the same power the same will the same just grace and everything beautiful like i just want to speak life into all of my loved ones i just want all of my beautiful lovies to remember that they are god's child and that they are highly favored okay i am not the only one that is highly favored (laughs) if i am highly favored the reflections around me are highly favored so remember that okay remember that you are highly favored god loves you jesus died for your life to thrive and we can be anything in this life as long as we are not hurting ourselves or others. And the more that you follow the plan that God has for you, the easier that you will feel this life getting. And it's going to be beautiful. And I'm so excited for you, friend. I'm so excited for you. Everything that you go through in this life is temporary. Every experience that we have in this life is temporary. So we are literally called to embrace the good moments, to cherish the good moments, and to embrace and learn from the not-so-good moments. The not-so-good moments come as teaching blocks. They are not there as blockages. They are not there to stop us from moving forward. They are not there to make us feel like they are like we are not enough. They are there to remind us of our power because when we overcome that hard situation, we will feel much lighter after. And we will remember that if we made it through this tough situation, we can make it through anything else. And remember that you make it through everything that you go through because God invests power, strength, courage, patience, every single thing that you need into you. So give gratitude and credit where it's due. Because this life doesn't work out by chance. This life doesn't work out just because the universe around you and because of the people that guide you. Because if we want to bring up ancestors, let's take a minute to remember that we are all God consciousness, okay? We don't belong to anybody in this life. So yes, we do have ancestors that guide us. But ultimately, those ancestors lived their own human experience, and those ancestors who were humans were also just God consciousness invested into a divine human body. So ultimately, all of the guidance that we have comes from God, regardless of if it came from your grandmother. Your grandmother was also covered in God's grace. God was also in her. 
So God was in you. God is in you. God was in everyone who guided you who is no longer earthside. You are guided by God before you are guided by anyone else. There is nothing more powerful than God. There is no source, no power, more, no nothing. There's no entity that is greater than God. Nothing in this life can beat God. God created every single thing in this life. Every single thing. And just like God created it, God can destroy it. Every single thing belongs to God. You belong to God. All the glory belongs to God. The gratitude that we feel towards this life all goes to God. And that's the truth. Whether you're tapped into that or not, that is the truth. And God, again, didn't create you by mistake. God didn't make any accidents. God created you divinely because God took their time on each and every single human in this life. God really took their time. So remember that God knows everything about you. God knows you better than any earthling does. Better than any earthling ever could. Because God knows your entire life plan. God knows when your expiration date is coming up. And God knows if you, like, every single thing between the minute that you're born up until the minute that you die. God knows every single thing that is planned out for you. So if you want to know something about your life, if you want some insight on your life, beloved, go to God. Because these humans are not going to be able to tell you what to do. These morals are not, mortals are not going to be able to tell you how to live. Because a lot of these mortals are still living worldly. They haven't even tapped into what God has for them. So they're still trying to figure it out on their own, thinking that they can make their own plans. When in reality, we can make all the plans that we want, but if that's not in God's plan, God's going to be like, mm, I have something better, so that's not going to work out. And that's that. We can have a whole plan for us. And if it's in God's plan, because you're watering that seed that God planted within you, then it's all going to work out. God doesn't want you to live a certain specific cookie-cutter way. God wants you to follow your heart, to follow what they planted within you. God wants you to water that seed that they poured into you. Whatever that might be, through whatever, whether it's music, art, clothing, a restaurant, whether you're a doctor, a surgeon, or nurse, or vet, whatever, like, anything a comedian like literally anything whatever it is that is within you that is your dream that is your goal that's your vision it was put into you 
with divine purpose. God makes no mistakes. God made you imperfectly perfect. And God doesn't seek perfection. God just wants our devotion. God just wants our devotion. So may you take the time to sit with yourself, to siphon out what is no longer for you, to remove things that are no longer serving you so that you can welcome in the glory that awaits you. I love you so much, and I mean that with all of my heart. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of all that you have overcome. I'm so proud of everything that you will overcome. I am rooting for you. I am speaking protection over your life. I am speaking good intention for those who surround you. I am speaking life into everything that you wish to come true. As long as it is good for you. Because I will not be the friend that wants you, like, that's going to push you to go towards that end of the cliff. There's people that will literally root you on. Like, they will cheer you on. They will root for you. They will literally cheer you on as they see you running towards the end of the cliff. I will not be that friend. I'll be the one that's like, are you dumb? Come on back. You're going the wrong way. Like, you're not dumb, so what are you doing running that way? You're better than that. Come on back. Like, hello, friend. God and I are over here. And then if you keep running, I'm going to be like, God, can you just make sure that they don't fall off that cliff when they jump? Because obviously they're not going to stop running in the wrong direction. So just make sure that they don't fall off the cliff when they run. And somebody's prayer over your life could literally be keeping you alive. I know I'm still here because my grandmother prayed over me. My grandmother wasn't even in my, in my life. But my grandmother spoke protection over me. Still guides me. Still protects me and my family. I know I have my friends, like my friend who's, a, you know, like who, who are pastors. She's seen me like through the years that I've known her, through all the years that I've known her. She's always seen me in one foot in and one foot out. We met in youth group. And then the youth group kind of fell off and everyone did their own thing. But her and I have always stayed in contact. And now to see her and her husband, I met her when we were in high school at youth group. And to see her and her husband now have their own church, now be their own, like they're pastors. I, I am friends with pastors. Like I'm friends with divinely ordained people. Like what? <laughs> like it doesn't get more divine than that. Like I'm blessed by them. Blessed to know them, honored to know them, honored to still be in their life. And I know she's always prayed for me. And I don't know if it's her prayer that has kept me in the loop with God or it's, you know, some my, my family's prayers or whoever. But I know that there's people out there that pray for me and that have been praying for me. And those prayers have kept me alive. So if you're going to continue running in the wrong direction, friend. I'll be the friend that prays for you, that tells God, like, hey, God, 
I see them running in the wrong direction. You see them running in the wrong direction, and I don't think they're going to hear you out. So can you just make sure that they don't fall? Or that they at least have some cushion to fall on? Like, you know? Something. Like, just lighten their fall, please. Because someone's prayer over your life, just like your prayer over someone else's life, can keep someone alive. That is why I make it my, like, everyday duty to speak life over the world. Because I'm trying to keep the world a lighter place. I'm trying to keep the world a brighter place. Now imagine the power and the shift that we can create if we all spoke life and protection over the world. If we all prayed over the people. Imagine how much power that would be if one person's prayer holds so much power and holds so much weight. Imagine what a collective prayer could do. God is good all the time, friends. All the time. God is good even when we're not so good. God is good to us even when we're not so good to ourselves. God is good all the time. So if you want to know more about yourself, if you want to know what is going on, if you want to know what your future holds, go to the one that has a plan for you. Go to the one that knows how your life is going to play out. No cards can tell you, no reader can tell you, no, it's all, those th things are not specific. All of that's, it's just like, oh, this might happen. But ultimately, you have free will. So anything that any changes that you, any choices that you make can change that entire reality, that entire reading. So it doesn't matter who else you go to. Your only real source, your only true reliable source is always going to be God. Always. So if you want to learn yourself, if you want to know yourself more, get to know more of God. And he will show you everything that you need to do. She will remind you that she gave you life for a reason. And it's all within. It's not on you. It's in you, like Nip Hustle said, okay? It is not on you. It's in you. So go to God. I love you. May this episode have brought you some peace. May this episode have brought you more love, more light, more joy for life, more excitement for your journey, more power, more strength, more courage to do what you want. Take the risks. Take the risks, friends. It is going to be a lot. It might take a long time to get to where you want to go after you take a risk. But you'll at least be where you want to be in a couple years. Rather than having wasted all those years not doing what you truly wanted to do. So just take the risk. And remember that God is going to equip you with everything that you need. So take the risk. Trust the process. 
and remember to give all glory to God. Because we would not be here without God. We wouldn't be who we are without God. We wouldn't learn as we do without God. We wouldn't have peace without God. So give all the glory to him, to them, to her. <laughs> God created all things, so you're not going to tell me that God's not a woman. Okay? God created life, just like a mother creates life. So God is all things. God is our heavenly father. God is our sacred divine mother. And they are the most present parent that we will ever have. So go to them, trust in them, and express your gratitude through the way you live your life. I love you so much. Thank you for sharing this space. Thank you for being loving. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for being all the beautiful things that you are. I love you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Give more grace and love and patience to yourself. May you have a beautiful week. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, stay loving, stay divine, and stay kind, okay? Stay kind to yourself and others and life. Embrace everything. Remember that if you're at the top and you have to make it back down the mountain, you're going to make it back up. Change your perspective. Change your mindset. Change your mind. Ask God to renew you. And they just might surprise you. They just might surprise you. I love you, friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the space with us. Have a beautiful week. We will talk soon.